Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Same as me, Kevin, in a way, by going, all right, game three, throw it out there, minus 110 both sides. Oh, man, Avalanche going to be able to roll. No, they don't. So what are they doing game four, Kevin? Eh, throw it out there, minus 110 both sides here. See who bites. If you're looking for the heart of a champion, you know it's down there in Tampa, right? You know the Lightning are ready for this. And even as I continually tell you, if you watch the previous series versus the New York Rangers, they were down 0-2. They handled themselves fine. I thought this was one of the big bad wolf here, Colorado Avalanche, a different you know beast as opposed to the New York Rangers. doesn't look like it here. So based on, again, what I watched in Game 3, I would ride the lightning tonight at the minus 110 price only to roll over Kevin and go, oh, hold on, 6-1 to one final avalanche. I really don't know what I'm doing in the NHL, but I would go ride, again, ride the lightning. Give me him tonight. Let's go. Even up the series. I, 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 I would go the other direction here. And, and here's the thing. Say, oh, look how incredible Tampa Bay was in game number three. Game number two, the Avs won 7 nothing, And they became the first team, I think, in well over 100 years to win a game by seven and then bounce back and lose the next game. So I'm not too worried about that. NBA style. You know how much money you would have lost if you basically said, this team just got blown out. Their season's over with the way the NBA playoffs were playing out. I'm not saying that that's exactly how everything works here with the Stanley Cup, but I'm just saying I I would be a little bit more cautious in that direction. I will say this, though. Donnie, Tampa minus a goal and a half. Plus 220. Now, you take a look at the other side of this. Colorado minus a goal and a half. Plus 220. What kind of boost can we get here on either team to win by two plus goals? Remember we had the NBA boost? Either team to win by 15 or more, which obviously was outrageous and should have just been 10 or more. But would you be in on that? Let's call it two to one. Either team wins by two or more goals. How do you not like something like that? How do you not is right there. But more, more than likely, Kevin, you know what odds boost we're going to get tonight here is a parlay between both the Avalanche and the Lightning, minus one and a half both sides. That's what we'll wind up with. But <sighs> I think you're on to something here. That's a great boost there, which says, you know, sort of like the NBA one that we were waiting for, right? Win by double digits in this game, not by 15 or 20, just by 10. That would have been a fun one to bet. You're right. Mm-hmm. A, the winning margin in this game to be more than one goal, that would be sensational. I would be something I would be involved because also outside of overtime, you're always in this, right? One goal lead, three, yeah. two, three minutes to go. You're like, oh my God, it's perfect. Empty netter here is going to catch this ticket in. I love it. I think it's a great concept. Yeah. That, well, and, that, and that's kind of the thought. If, and, and you can't be like, ah, oh, that's obviously going to win. It would have lost in game number one. Yeah. As they did go to overtime, Correct. right? 
So that's kind of the scenario there. Now let's get the radio audience into the mix. We appreciate everybody who's tuning in to Sports Grid Radio this morning. Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wrightside on the early line across all the Sports Grid platforms here as we talk about game number four between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. Now, if we think someone's going to win by two or more goals, perhaps there's going to be a ton of goals here. So far, three games, 3-0 and to the over in this series. The one thing I noticed as well, though, is uh, we've now had high-scoring first periods in all of these games. At least three goals in the first period of games one, two, and three so far as we've been playing it out here. If you take a look at that first period total right now, it's one and a half, but now it's minus 140. So now you're starting to pay for it a little bit here. I'm trying not to get you know too excited on these totals. The numbers are six. It's minus 118. Last game was plus 100 if you wanted to play the over. A part of me says stick with what's working, but You'd expect at one point maybe one of these games finishes with a 3-1 score line or even a push, right, 4-2 and, and, and maybe no harm, no foul. I'm torn on this total. I prefer the, the side of Colorado tonight. Game three, I thought a total worked better. This game, I feel a little bit better about Colorado. Less conviction for me here, DRS, on a total. Yeah, give me the over again. I mean, uh, what's going to stop here? Look at game mm-hmm. one, four, mm-hmm. three, game two, seven, nothing, game three, six to two. The firepower on both sides is tremendous. That we And we knew coming into the series, this wasn't a, the case of both of these guys are going to sit back, rely on their goalies. Now, we did know that with Tampa Bay, one of the better goalies in the league in Vasilevsky, but it doesn't seem to matter. The Avalanches continue to pour it on, and this isn't one of those like, oh, man, the first couple series of the playoffs, the Avalanches didn't get their offense going. They've been cruising mm-hmm. all the way through. So I look at that sixth price now, juice at a minus 118. I'm not looking to go under that total. And again, if you're looking at the first period over, 2-1, to one, doesn't surprise me at all if we ended with three total goals in the first period. Give me the over in this one again at the 6. And, and by the way, they right now have plus 160, both teams to score in the first period, which would have hit in two out of the three games so far, yeah. which is a little interesting as well. Uh, before we get out, of, uh, get out of this segment, I'll just mention quickly, uh, Vasilevsky saves tonight is 32 and a half with uh, currently minus 126 juice to the over. So far, 38 shots, 34 saves, 30 shots, 23 saves. Obviously, that game is a nightmare. And then 39 shots and 37 saves. That 32 and a half is going to be on the move. That's closing 33, if not 34 and a half. We're going Major League Baseball next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to right here on sports, the White Sox and the Blue Jays are going to start us off here for a baseball slate. So far in this series, the White Sox have grabbed the first two games, uh, also only by one run. So today they're going to line it up here and look for a sweep of the Toronto Blue Jays, which would put them over 500. And I don't remember, the last time that was May 25th was the last time this team was over 500. So it's an opportunity here, certainly, for the White Sox, but they are not favored in the... Hold on. I know you're going to give us the perspective, but I sometimes like to be able to offer the very surface-level reactions. Lucas mm-hmm. Giolito is a home dog to Ross Stripling. What's going on here? Now, what is going on here when you match these two teams up today? I mean, Lucas Giolito technically is the better pitcher, even with his XFIP minus on the season. But here's what I think this game comes down to. Now, yesterday also, you saw between these two teams, he stole one. He stole one if you're the White Sox. Continuously coming back, winning, I believe, in extra innings yesterday. We'll see if that rolls over today. But here's the crux of the argument and what it comes down to. When you typically look at the Toronto Blue Jays, they're not heavy on powerful left-handed batters. Today in the lineup, looks like Tapia is going to be in there and also Biggio. Both of those guys, Tapia 119 ISO power number versus righties and Biggio 147. The rest are going to be right-handed batters. Now, also granted, on this season, Toronto doesn't profile all that well against right-handed batters, but at the, excuse me, against right-handed pitchers. But at the same time, if we look at Giolito, he has absolutely, Kevin, dominated left-handed batters in the lineup. 105 that he's faced, a 264 weighted on base percentage with an 084 ISO power number. But if you flip it over to the right side, which is where Toronto can load up those righties, how about this? A 431 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 349 through 148 batters. That's an absolute disaster. So there might be your scenario all encased into one where the Chicago White Sox are not facing a left-handed pitcher, which they typically do damage on. But if you can get some decent at-bats here out of the Toronto Blue Jays, they should hit Lucas Giolito today. Man, that is interesting right now. If you want to get involved, the Toronto team totals four and a half minus 140 indicating you're going to see a five if the day kind of carries on. Uh, Also, that Ross Stripling strikeout prop at three and a half at plus 100 is not bad at at a plus 100 price there. Some of those uh, projections shine favorably on uh, Ross Stripling, and the Chicago White Sox are a team that, while they don't strike out a ton, you don't need a ton of strikeouts if you're looking across that finish line there. Next game up is Phillies Rangers. My goodness, Phillies. Listen, I know Martin Perez is having a heck of a season. Most teams in baseball shouldn't be shut out. The Phillies, you know, feel like one of the top of the list there that you should not be seen end up with a zero. They're going to look to bounce back today, though. They've got Zach Wheeler with the ball as they make that attempt. What are you seeing here with Philadelphia running it back in Texas? 
Yeah, it feels like the Phillies are betting on Bryce Harper coming back and rescuing the lineup, which was a disaster yesterday. Under eight in that game cashes in, even though the Rangers scored seven runs. And I look more for the unders today as well. Now, we typically look in Texas, which in the past you say, man, I can't wait. Day game down in Texas. What are we looking at, Kevin? 85, 90, 95 degrees. No longer the case here. You move these games now indoors, where we just talked about a game with the White Sox that's 86 degrees with a 10-mile-an-hour wind blowing out the dead center field. You're not going to get that bump here. So maybe in that air-conditioned environment, as Kevin knows, hey, look, if you're in Texas, you want to go out to a baseball or a football game, over 60 degrees, you can't handle it. Way too hot for these guys. So turn and crank that air conditioner on down in Texas today. And I'm feeling another under in this environment. Gray's not a great pitcher here, but he's got an exit of around four, but he's handles his business, Kevin, between lefty and righty batters, particularly with weighted on base percentages. Lefty's a 265, righty's a 299. And then if we flip it over here to Zach Wheeler, who's been great again here in 2022, he's got a dominant number with lefties and righties with their weighted on base percentages and also their ISO power numbers. I think I think he holds down that Texas lineup. It's up to the Phillies to score runs, and we do need to wait and see if Bryce Harper is going to be in the lineup today because if he's not, we're looking at another under today down in Texas. Let me just, again, quickly say on Bryce Harper because he's somebody at times I hear slandered from a New York Yankee fan base who tries to pretend like maybe they'd never actually wanted Bryce Harper despite the fact that basically whenever the Yankees would lose a baseball game for years, they'd be like, hey, it's all right. When Bryce is here, that won't happen. Bryce Harper is a guy who also I feel like sometimes gets unreasonably slacked for the Nats being able to win the title after he left. Bryce Harper is so injured that he quite literally cannot play the field. So he's like, well, I'll fight through and I'll just DH. And all he's doing is going out there and batting an outrageous 326 with 15 homers and 48 RBIs after being the NL MVP Last season, we've talked about that NL MVP race before. And while Paul Goldschmidt is rightfully your favorite, Manny Machado and Pete Alonso all in front of Bryce Harper right now. Maybe the Phillies are going to need more team success, but that's not what factor in last season because they missed the playoffs. And he, again, rightfully took home NL MVP honors. This is a guy, while I know that Phillies fans want this team to get to the playoffs, and again, of course you do. You can speak from the, you know, firsthand experience. Does anybody in Philadelphia think that this guy has not been worth every single dollar they've given him? Yeah, for a $300 million contract, usually what can you get? Are you ever going to get over market analysis there? Typically not. It's usually underperforming. No, he's an MVP guy. He's playing up to it and also not counting out a season. Oh, my elbow hurts. Let me get ready for next year. He's giving it all he has this year. And quite frankly, you saw yesterday when he's not in the lineup, it seems like it stinks. When he's in the lineup, for some reason, it moves quite frequently and certainly well. Yeah, yeah He's every bit of worth that money that he got paid. Again, just a, a phenomenal baseball player who I, I, again, I just wish he would come out and be like, I didn't pick the Yankees because they wanted me to shave. So Yankees fans can realize how ridiculous all that is. We'll go to Padres Diamondbacks here. San Diego got a much-needed win after dropping three straight to Colorado. If this team wants to catch the Dodgers and ultimately beat the Dodgers in this division, you got to get your wins off of the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. They were able to do that yesterday. They're going to look to run it back here with Clevenger getting the ball against Madison Bumgarner. Matching this spot up here, is it San Diego with the edge? I don't know if it's San Diego with the edge, but quite frankly, San Diego probably with the pitching edge, that's for sure. If we're lining up, you know, pitchers on the card today, minimum 20 innings here in 2022, he knows the worst XFIT minus on the card today. 
Madison Bumgarner. But again, when you're trying to take a look at lineups and how they match up, there's not a lot of firepower today in that Padres lineup. No Tatis still yet. Obviously, Manny Machado looks like he's going to be out for this one as well. So you leave it up to Profar, Cronenworth, Alfaro, Voigt, Hosmer, Kim, Azakar, Grisham, Alcantara. I mean, come on now. It's not a lot of firepower there, but you should be able to do some damage against Bumgarner. But on the opposite side, if we take a look at Clevenger, not that many innings pitched just yet here in 2022. He does have some decent numbers, but he's touched up a little bit from the left side. Three, th- excuse me, 39 batters that he's faced from the left-hand side, Kevin. A 335 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 171. Why is that important when we talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks on a day-to-day basis? They can load up left-handed batters against right-handed pitching. Today, typically, it's only two, one guy in the lineup, which is Walker out of that four-hole that bats from the right side. But today, anticipated there, Kennedy also. A lot of good ISO power numbers here going up against Clevenger. So maybe an over in this game is in progress as long as those mad bum statistics hold up against, quite frankly, looks like a bum-played appearance here from the Padres. We're going to get to the window uh, as this uh, segment gets closer to the break. You're talking about overs. Here's an under. Mike Clevenger under five and a half strikeouts. Uh, Double projections shine the light on this number as well. Now, uh, Arizona does strike out a ton. I I can't really factor that in too much. So, Clev started three games to open up the season, right, and gave you 95 pitches, 91 pitches, and then 75 in a game against the Phillies. And then missed a month of baseball. He came back, got a start against Milwaukee. He only went 60 pitches. And now the next outing was against Colorado. It was out. It was out of the bullpen. Okay, so I can't. Oh, you only threw. But it was out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. If Clevenger goes out there and only gives you three innings or four innings yeah. before they pull him at seventy-five pitches, that's exactly what you're looking for. Now again, Arizona strikes out a ton. Double projections, maybe a lower pitch count. Clevenger under five and a half strikeouts. It's a number that I will be in on today. We got a lot more baseball to preview, though, after a quick break. Watching and listening the early line on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
They're listening. They are listening. The people out there, FanDuel Sportsbook out there. I mean, yeah, that's Mike Clavenger, five and a half, minus 116. It's now minus 134. I mean, that's going to be four and a half by the yeah. end of the show. I mean, what, I mean, what are the expectations here? And the expectations are, I actually wish it went the opposite direction. Like, you put out some knowledge and they just faded it on the spot. That's what I was looking Wouldn't forward happen. to. So, I can't, I can't celebrate this news. I can't celebrate this news. That, we, yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't give me a little, a little kudos, a little tip of the cap, nicely done. Real. Now, Donnie, now, exactly. now, do we try, Donnie, you want to try some market manipulation on whatever your favorite total on the board is and just give out an yeah. underplay, see if people run to the window? And we can't. Yeah, now, no, that'd be dishonest to the people. If, people, if, they're, if they're watching, hold on, if they're watching behind the scenes right now, I mean, you, you guys know what you have mm-hmm. to do. I mean, there's an odds boost out there that I would like to say we deserve. But if the thing that's holding you guys back at FanDuel from offering that is Kevin, just make it my odds boost. Like, it'll be a winner. Like, we're going to win all the time here. If Kevin is holding this show back, let us know here because I'll be more than happy to step up to the plate and take my own odds boost together and handle yeah. that. So that was my piece. All right, now, 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 let, now let's break through the glass here and see if we can shine a little self-awareness on you. If one of us were to be holding back this tremendous show getting an odds boost, yeah. would it be me yeah. who offers up reasonable, rational, tangy boost or you who says, now look, I'm not asking for much. Giannis to score 10 points plus 400. I mean, what's the deal? Yes. I mean, I mean can we line this up, please? <laughs> I mean, to the guys in the room, there's a guy with a mug out there raising it right now going, that's the best odds boost <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. I mean, get, get this going. I and mean, that's the way we do it. I mean, yeah, again, yeah, they would call him the, the free money boost. And I'd be like, listen, I got a great one yes. for you guys tonight. I, I tell you, uh, both teams to get a hit in Cardinals Brewers. I, I mean, can we throw this? Oh, hey, six to one. Six to one. I mean, <laughs> like you would fill up bank Donnie, accounts. The there'd be boost? betting would be massive. Man, did that odds oh, yeah, boost yeah. hit for Donnie uh, yesterday? What was it? Pitcher to throw what? Starting pitcher to throw one pitch. Oh man, sign me up. Sign me up. Plus one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plus one hundred. The game like gets Donnie, started. The game gets they, underway. Yeah. Oh, so good. right. Well, that's what I was like, Donnie. Like you know, like when when the sports books are all brand new, they throw those out like either team to pick up a yard or like either team oh, to score a touchdown. Something yes, like, like that's exactly. your that's your specialty. Like that's those are the that boosts my, that you like can you, help come up with. Like you're in the room, you can't figure things out. You bring DRS, and he walks in and goes, "Hey guys, we can't figure anything out in this NFL game. How about the opening day game gets actually a kickoff in there? Boom! As soon as the game starts, you got a kickoff. <laughs> Man, that guy's good. That guy's good at his job. Plus one hundred. Like by the Donnie, way, too. what do you think? Like twice a week, you're like, I mean, you guys want to do spread the love here? I mean, what? I mean, what yeah. do you say? I mean, let, I mean, let's do spread the love. Uh, yeah, where's that been? Base. How, where's that been? There's not a lot of love spreading going on out here. Got to get back to it. <laughs> oh man, not, like Yankees plus a hundred and a half runs in in, in today's game exactly. against the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, those. Are, yeah, there Correct. you go. You're coming up with the good stuff now. Uh, shall we do Orioles and Nationals? Is that what you have lined up there on that on that nice yeah. computer of yours? Is that what you're ready for, uh, Patrick Corbin? And Tyler Wells, I mean, one, one of the all-time pitching matchups you could ever imagine. That's what we saw yesterday. Fetty Lyles, I mean, my goodness here, yeah. man. What are, we, what are we lining up between Baltimore and Washington? 
I mean, it feels like a lot of the same, but Corbin has been a disaster this year. You know, ERA, excuse me, XFIP close to five year disaster. Like a lefty, you always know like a left-handed pitcher is going to be a disaster. If he has 77 batters that he's faced and he's a lefty and they've been destroying him to the tune of a 442 weighted on base percentage. But even the rights have been, right-handed batters have been touching him up as well. 351 weighted on base percentage, ISO power number 174, but it's not a great lineup here. It's not a great lineup against left-handed pitching here for the Baltimore Orioles if we go all the way through. You know, Hayes, 174 ISO power number. What do you got? 206 for Nevin. Martin's only had eight at bats here, 333 ISO power numbers. You sort of take him out of the equation. But even if we line up the Nationals today, Wells actually has decent statistics going up with weighted on base percentages against lefties and righties. But he has a high XFIP. Like he's due to get hit around. But as we look at the lineup, who I thought would hit much better yesterday, you're going to be able to line up another, what, one, two, three, four, five, six left handed batters. For me today, probably going to lean on, how about this, backing Patrick Corbin? Maybe that's the way to go here. His strikeout prop isn't bad. A little juicy at minus 138 on that three yeah. and a half, but uh, it, it does look solid, and Baltimore's definitely a, a team that you can count on striking out bottom five as a team a in Major League Baseball there. I would expect that number to be on the move uh, as well. Boston and Detroit. I, it's so funny, right? I, I go, ooh, walk a screwball here. You know, maybe a little pitching edge uh, for Detroit. I could walk has been awesome. And this has been going on all season long. Michael Walker being fantastic for the Boston Red Sox. But the numbers on the move a little bit this morning. We saw an initial minus 160 range price. It's under minus yeah. 150 right now. That total yep. is an eight and a half. What are you seeing here between Boston and Detroit? It's, it's funny you bring that up, too, because Scooble has a, had a sensational open to the season, but a couple of rough patches yep. lately in his previous two starts. But Michael Waka has been very good. If you look, And again, it's always the lineup that we take a look at. Not that we're, we could just bypass this. ISO power numbers versus righties, <laughs> lefties, uh, you know, guy, pitchers that throw with both arms. Who, knew, who cares? It's the Detroit Tigers. Zero. Not a single player. And then if we take a look at the weighted on base percentages, above 325, one player. And that's Green, who has nine at-bats, who's coming in at a 518. So basically nobody is supposed to hit Michael Wackett tonight. But also Scooball. Are we looking for a, a you know bounce-back scenario here for him? Typically, you look at this game in Boston and say, how can I sign myself up for an over? But cooler conditions today in the 60s in Boston. I think it plays out to an under here. That under 8.5 currently listed here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, to me, makes some sense. And you're right. That number dropping in price, a minus one. 142 favorite here for the Boston Red Sox. I'm not so sure who's going to win. Would I lean on Boston to win at home against the Tigers? Probably so, but I actually feel a little bit more comfortable in the under in this game as opposed to anything else. Well, again, solid pitching in tow, and also Detroit scores one run. Nobody's out there screaming bad beat if you hit the over, right? It's the Detroit Tigers. Mm. So, although yeah. yesterday... I think I think the number was nine when we broke the game down. So I think you got a push yesterday on that Boston-Detroit game, yeah. and that's because against lefties, at least there's a couple of items in that Detroit lineup that can actually provide a little bit of encouragement here. We go to Yankees-Rays. I got to tell you, you know, it's so interesting. The last time the Yanks lost consecutive games, it feels like decades ago. So to see them under minus 140, Jordan Montgomery, who's been excellent, get the baseball – I just think they're going to be a popular play. And you see there on the TV side, the graphic, minus 142. So the number's bouncing around, but you get it. It's still in a, a similar range there. Are the Yankees a, a team that might make some sense to be playing today? 
I think they do make some sense to be playing today because, quite frankly, you're trying to match up. Like, Montgomery's a lefty. So what is Tampa going to do? They're going to load up right-handed batters. But that doesn't always work here, Kevin. If we look at the lineup today, like ISO power numbers versus lefties on the 2022 season for the Tampa Bay Rays, it hasn't been very good. You're looking at what? Let's just say two guys. Diaz out of the leadoff hole we anticipated tonight, a 179 ISO power number. Then you take a look at Bruhan, a 176. Everybody else below. Now, there are not a lot of strikeouts in that lineup, so we do anticipate the ball being in play. Quite frankly, Montgomery on the season, striking out less than 20% of the batters that he has faced. But he has tremendous numbers, Kevin, with between lefties and righties. So even if you say Montgomery's a lefty, yeah, he's dominating lefties. Won't see a lot of lefties tonight in the lineup. So how does he do against righties? A 276 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 134. Now, remember when we're talking about, you know, April through early May, and even some portions of late May, you say, boy, the Yankees, let's say they only have like two or three guys a night, but it's enough because as long as Judge and Stanton are bombing the ball out of the ballpark, that's all that matters. Baz, the righty, will be on the mound today. He's got a higher exit, not a lot of seasoning on the season, as we like to say, because he doesn't have over 20 innings pitched at this point here. But you're looking at the meat of that Yankees order today versus right-handed pitching. Take a look at the ISO power numbers here. Judge, 379. Rizzo, 289. Stanton, 269. Carpenter, 545. And Gallo, 225. That's enough to do damage here. Looking at the updated odds here, the Yankees a minus 138 favorite here over the Tampa Rays. And I got to say to myself, you probably should be leading the Yankees. Sooner or later, you know, they are going to lose baseball games because you play a lot of games. Eventually, you're going to lose some. But I'm looking for a bounce-back performance. And it starts on the mound with Montgomery, and it finishes with that lineup here for the Yankees. Let me just say on Jordan Montgomery, you, you want to talk about consistency right now for this Yankees baseball team. He's got 13 starts, right? He's 3-1. and 3-1 and one on this Yankees baseball uh, he is allowed. He is allowed three. He's never allowed more than three runs in a game, and only twice it's actually been above two runs. I mean, he's just been the the model of consistency for this baseball team right now. And when you're looking to make sure that you don't build up a losing streak, that's the kind of guy you want to throw out there. With not a ton of time left here, was there another game you wanted to sneak in before we hit the break? Yeah, it's one of, I mean, I guess we could probably take it down to Atlanta at this point. Here, let me just pull this game up. San Francisco Giants and the Atlanta Braves, who absolutely went bonkers yesterday. And if you would have told me my handicap, hey, Kev, you got to watch this picture. Spencer Stroud is going to come out here and absolutely eat this team alive. Yeah. He got eaten alive, and I still was able to catch a run line in a game that they actually lost throughout the end. So you have two good lineups coming into today. A lot of lefties will be in the lineup going up against Charlie Morton, who certainly can't get those guys out at least a decent level. And then if we flip it over to Rodon, who's having a very good season, but that lineup is red hot for the Braves. So maybe a sneaky over down there in A-Town tonight. Which, obviously, we love to hear a little over. I actually, though, I want to get to one more Major League Baseball piece of news. We've got some NBA headlines to dive into. Again, we're one day away from the NBA draft. But there was a movement yesterday in the odds market, which was not that surprising, but it was telling, and it could be compounded today. We'll let you know what that is after a quick break right here on the early line. We are live on SportsGrid on a Wednesday morning. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before we get to the NBA draft, there's one more piece of Major League Baseball news I want to hit. So yesterday I went to bed a little bit earlier uh, than usual, so I ah. needed DRS uh, to throw a West Coast baseball headline in for us because mm. he's up earlier in the morning yes. than I am. So I saw this morning Otani eight RBIs. So, no, you're not up. You're not up later, man. Well, why do you got it? Why? Yeah. You can't just. If I roll over, if I roll over and check the phone, and you're asleep, that means I'm up later than you. So that's where I go off of. All right. So let's, so what was the la- what was the what was the latest yeah. you checked the phone? I don't know, like two, three, four, five, yeah, whatever gets me to count, W man. here. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and regardless, yeah. he throws he throws Otani eight RBIs in, and I'm like, whoa, all right. So big mm. night from Shohei. Yeah. You can tell this morning, Twitter's a buzz. Otani, 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 because uh-huh. the thing about Shohei is he's unbelievably exciting. And now he's on the mound today. So the mound starts. Oh. Yes. Show has a chance to kind of do the, the the double up. Nobody is, nobody can do what I can do. I wonder if the MVP odds have moved. Aaron Judge, no longer minus money for the MVP. Back to plus 100. Mike Trout, no longer the second choice for MVP. Back to third. Now Tani's plus 450. There's still a big gap between him and Aaron Judge ultimately, and understandably so. But it really seems like after last year, you and I joking around that every Otani quality start and home run dropped his odds back and shot Vladdy up of the board. All Otani has to do is hit a 400-foot home run or strike out six, and they have to move his MVP odds just a little bit. I'm not only curious how you think he matches up tonight against the Kansas City Royals, but you have been saying still consistently no matter what happens, because of what he mm-hmm. brings to the table, Otani remains live in the AL MVP race. And he does. And tonight, you can do that double dip because you needed something. And it's the shame of it is 
if you're looking from an Otani perspective, and yes, I know people do live out on the West Coast, but that game finished up late last night. And again, that's a preference where we're doing the rundown. Oh, baseball's a little bit too late. Maybe Donnie will get it in the morning. It's a shame that he doesn't play in Yankee Stadium because by 9.30 at night, people, oh my God, did you see Otani? Now you got to wake up to the early line and say, hey, what happened? Oh, Otani actually had a good game (laughs) because primarily nobody saw that he had a good game. You have to watch the highlights here. But again, you're going to get him on the mound tonight, and he's going up against the Kansas City Royals. Not a great lineup, and he should dominate. But the fact of the matter is, you see games like last night. And we opened up the show by saying, for me, this is why it hurts so bad whenever you see the Angels. Because you say to yourself, ooh, Mike Trout's having a good season. Oh, look at Troy Otani, eight RBI last night. Look at the MVP race. One, Aaron Judge. The next two players, yeah, they're on the same team for the Angels. Ooh, what's their record? 51-10? and 10? No, they're under 500 by five games and getting bounced by the Kansas City Royals. Nothing makes sense, it seems like, here. Otani should dominate tonight, but you're not getting that bad. Imagine if you had the Angels right now, Kevin, as the best record in baseball and not the Yankees. Would it be Trout plus 100 and Otani like oh plus 110 God. in the MVP race? They're well, such a bad baseball team that they're actually getting knocked mm-hmm. now, even though they have good baseball players. But but let me just say this, because now, and I, I know this kind of doesn't always line up exactly, right? But if they did have the best record in baseball, the, the seasons that that mean Trout and Otani would be having, and I'm saying this as somebody that's very excited at the prospect of Judge winning MVP, it would probably be the single greatest MVP race of all time when you talk about it being two teammates up against one another. It means that Otani would be pitching probably to a sub-3 ERA, flirting with strikeout yep. lead, and probably batting about 285 on pace for 60 homers and Trout on pace for 60 homers, right? Like, that's the... Man, and it would be so much... It would be so much fun. Now, I still believe... And, and the odds still say that there is a gap between Judge and Otani and, you know, Judge and Mike Trout, but it does serve as that reminder that Aaron Judge can go out there and hit a home run every single day, and he can't do what Shohei can do. And if Otani goes out there tonight and gives you seven scoreless striking out nine, his number from plus 450 probably does drop to plus 350. And you can't really argue against it because that's Shohei Otani. Speaking of odds, move it. let's make the move over to the NBA draft because the odds are continuing to shift. And there was one clear line in the sand that I have to agree with ultimately here. Yesterday, we talked about the fact that Paolo Bancaro was rocketing up this board for number one overall pick. Well, Jabari Smith was minus 140, and it's now minus 240. It still seems like Jabari has the edge. The big difference, and we alluded to this yesterday, is because Chet Holmgren is basically saying, no thank you to Orlando, the odds are reflecting that Paolo Bancaro now, DRS, clearly moving past Chet Holmgren when we talk about the likelihood to be the first overall pick. Yeah, it's very interesting, and I'm excited to see how this finishes up tomorrow night when the NBA draft does take place. So I was on with Game Time Decisions with Gabe and Cam yesterday, and I was saying to myself, well, who, Donnie, who do you think is going to be the number one overall pick? Well, you know, me being the basketball maven, getting in and out. You know, I, I barely sleep. I barely sleep coming up to the NBA draft, getting ready for this. And I said, you know what? 
Take a look at Jabari Smith here. Number one overall. Seems like, Kevin, he held off the late steam, right? We saw him as high as minus 600 here, but then dip all the way back down to almost a pick -em. Now you see him at minus 240. There's a reason why these odds move, and I do think it sticks from here on out. I would be shocked if today came out because apparently the Orlando Magic might be making, excuse me, getting a little bit closer to making their decision on who they actually want to take here with the number one overall pick, and it looks like it is going to be Jabari Smith. I'm just interested to see how far these players drop back now because once you have have a settled on favorite, which you might have with Jabari Smith. You're not going to see Palabon Caro still stay at 240. You're not going to see Chet Holmgren stay at plus 380. Those are going to move back, but I do still think it's interesting where so far along it was, oh, Chet Holmgren is that guy, that unicorn type player, as you like to say, Kevin. Looks like he is going to go number one, even if he is trying to tell the Orlando Magic he doesn't want to go there. Now he slips back to that third spot. It's fun to see where this thing's going to land. 100%. So, look, I actually do think the Jabari number now, I don't think you're laying minus 240, but I think you put it right. It does seem like he's been able to kind of stiff arm the movement there, and you're kind of seeing that everything start to fall in order. Now Chet's minus 230 to go second, and Palo's minus 220 to go third. So those are the kind of things that we want to keep our eye on. But actually where the big movement has started to shake up now is the number four and five overall selections here. So Jaden Ivey at one point was over minus 400 to be the fourth overall pick. That number's back to minus 130. We've heard some, ah, the Kings are comfortable drafting at four, and ah, the Kings shouldn't worry about fit. They'll take Jaden Ivey. Listen, it doesn't matter what you think the Kings should do. The Kings are the Kings. And I don't think they are drafting Jaden Ivey, which is why this Keegan Murray number is now plus 125 when you start to line it up. But we're also still hearing that the Knicks, Pacers, Wizards, and Spurs are are all on the phone trying to acquire Jaden Ivey. What I'm starting to wonder is, are they maybe saying, you know what? We don't need to call Sacramento. They're not taking this guy. And maybe we can try and call the Detroit Pistons. And you'll see the Jaden Ivey number is plus 240 to go fifth overall. Maybe Ivey falls a little bit here. I think right now... That one, two, three, Donnie, despite the fact that it's been a wild movement, maybe lands in order, but it really does seem like the fourth pick begins the mystery with the NBA draft. Yes, and that looks like that's usually the case at this point where you have those first couple picks settled. And it'll be interesting to see where they do fall out, but also the high risers and the teams that fall. Because the one thing you can't account for in the draft is who actually is going to pick up the phone and make that trade. The best laid plans, if you said, hey, you know what? I know for a fact that all these teams in the first round, nobody's going to trade. They're going to pick exactly the way they're supposed to. That makes it a little bit easier. But the fact that we don't know who is picking up the phone, we don't know who they actually like. And quite frankly, just a few weeks ago, we thought we knew exactly exactly who the number one overall pick in the NBA draft was going to be. And we still don't know that I'm fascinated to see because typically now, as we said, the stiff one, as we call it, which for Jabari Smith, where he's the number one overall pick, or at least it seems that way based on the FanDuel Sportsbook, having him posted at a minus 240 price. But I'll be interested to see the movement today because you know, more things are going to leak out. Phone calls are going to be, Hey, get ready. We got your Jersey ready for when you get presented and walk up on stage as the number one overall pick. I want to ask you this question again, which I'd love to do day to day basis here because we're just about, what, 36 hours from the draft at this point. Jabari Smith minus 240, Carroll plus 240, Chet Holmgren plus 380. Are we having any switches here, whether it be Jabari Smith go back to two, Carroll go back up to one, or more importantly, Carroll back to three and Holmgren back to two? Do we see anything that differentiates that from the information coming out today, Kevin? 
I think your most likely move is the Jabari number doubling. Like, you want to talk about an extreme move? Like, all of a sudden, yeah. like, it wouldn't surprise me if we get to the Jabari minus 500. Be like, all right, this is a foregone conclusion, and we start to kind of move off of that. But what becomes so fascinating to me, it, you know, you talk about those big moves, right? Like, this fourth overall pick here is, what happens if that top three really starts to line up? Where And we've seen this with the NBA drafts before. You basically don't need to tune in until a half hour, sometimes it feels like, because you know that the first three picks are going to be one, two, three in order. To where maybe a team will trade with Sacramento five hours before the draft because they know who's going to be on the board for themselves there and everybody else does. And usually when that happens, the reporting will let you know, hey, here's who they're coming to get. Can all their, Can you kind of start to materialize everything now? Okay, I know who's going four. All right, well, who's going five? Who's going six? These draft over-unders. You know, Benedict Mouthrin, over-under six-and-a-half draft position just two days ago was minus 102 to the under. Now it's minus 192 to the under for Mouthrin, who they believe is live at either picks five or six with the Indiana Pacers. So you're seeing that movement check in very, very consistently. I want to get a piece of news right now. There's so many different NBA headlines. We're going to hit a lot of this tomorrow uh, in detail. But the Sixers were in the news. Three different pieces of news. The first, uh, they're interested in Eric Gordon. Now, the asking price apparently on Eric Gordon is a first-round pick. The initial read is that sounds high. The second is they're interested in P.J. Tucker. Now, P.J. Tucker is an unrestricted free agent. We told you yesterday, opted out of that Miami Heat player option there. P.J. certainly lines up. And a tag-along piece of news to the Tucker story is, I mean, it's about coming full circle, the Sixers are interested in trading Matisse Thybul along with the pick, clearing up some room to make P.J. Tucker that offer. I'm curious, when you hear these stories uh, with the Sixers, does one of them jump out as a better fit, a, oh, this has to be the move that the Sixers make if they want to be serious? Yeah, sometimes toughness, right? And you heard a lot of that. Even Joel Embiid saying, like, maybe it would be nice to have some more toughness back. Talking about the Mike Scotts, who didn't play a lot of minutes, but when they came on the court, more of that enforcer. P.J. Tucker would fit great, but also, like, P.J. Tucker's not 29 years old. Like, oh, three years, $30 million for an NBA player. That sounds great. Sign me up. He's a starter. He's getting up there. So who knows how long or how much left he has in the tank. But if you're looking for a fit that the Sixers absolutely need a player that way, it's P.J. Tucker for me. And Matisse Thibault, he wasn't a, you know, a top 10 pick per se, but he hasn't lived up to expectations where, yeah, he's a very good defender, but he gives you absolutely nothing on offense. Well, at least P.J. Tucker, hey, P.J., go stand over there in the corner, knock down some threes. He can actually do that. I like the P.J. Tucker acquisition if they're able to make it here for the Sixers. I will say, though, like, why can nobody shoot in Philly? Like, why can't Matisse be like, oh, all I have to do is stand in the corner? Fine, uh-huh. that, like, yes. right? Because Thibault's like, job is to play defense, right? Like, that's his job. Yes. That's PJ's job. But Matisse just, what, doesn't want to shoot threes? Like, who I'll doesn't do- want to shoot threes? It's such an interesting thing. So many pieces of NBA news. It all picks up tomorrow. But after we close it out, Connie will let you know this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, last segment of the day here for a Wednesday on the Sports Grid Network for the early line. Sirius XM Channel 159, down your right side, and Kevin Walsh, as always, powering through, setting the table here for your complete sports day on the grid. Now, sometimes I have to do a lot of research. Sometimes it just can come on and just wing it here when we talk about listen up. But before we do that, Major League Baseball is driving me absolutely crazy once again. So please... Do yourself a service and listen up. Major League Baseball back in the news here. Why? Because we want to hear about more changes to the baseball. But before we do that, you see last night, enjoy a 23-run outburst out there in Los Angeles at the Royals, 12-11. Did you enjoy the Mariners late night posting 10 total runs in that game? How about the White Sox and the Blue Jays back and forth there, 7-6 final? Or even the Astros pounding the Mets, 10 total runs. How if I, what if I would have told you that the Giants and the Braves yesterday fighting for NL supremacy totaled 22 runs in that game along with 26 hits? You say, man, Donnie. Baseball's back, man. So good. Maybe they changed the baseballs for the better at this point, and things are on the up and up now. Hitting weather is back. Oh, it's fun to take totals and team totals. And then what if I would have told you that Major League Baseball sent out a memo that said, all right, we're all going to muddy our baseballs at the same time to keep everything even. And the thing that drives me the craziest about this is it's such an important aspect now with legalized gambling where you're doctoring the baseball but not really telling people how it's actually being done. You know, the only humidor in Major League Baseball was with the Colorado Rockies for the longest time. Then a second team added. Then 10 teams added it. Then everybody ended up adding the humidors. And for the time being, while baseball was still, you know, you could bet on totals, we didn't know who had a humidor and who didn't here. And now we're changing up the way we're doing things with the mudding of the baseball. And if you guys don't know what that means is you, you get the baseball to get that glean off it. You got to get the dirt rubbed around there. So now we're trying to institute that. Don't be surprised today in Major League Baseball if not a team scores a single run tonight. That's what I'm waiting on. Come on, baseball. Get it together. Stop messing with my baseball. Stay tuned in the morning. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.